We're back binging on the T20, but could the tastiest morsel of all be in a test match? It's cricket only better. This is Cricket Only Better, episode 178. Welcome along. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. Back to the fast food gluttony this week with the SAT20 returning, the ILT20 continuing, the big bash bloated and almost about to burst. The ODIs are all over, all over, all over. But wait, is that a test match to refine us all, Sam Collins? Oh, it is, Edward Hawkins, it is, and it's a big one. Zimbabwe versus West Indies, well, it might prove to be a big one for betters, let's put it that way. Um, can't wait to get this guy's view on that one. It's Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. Glad you got your priorities right. <laughs> Never fail on that one, um, Paul Krishnamurti. And uh, sportinglife.com's Richard Mann is back as well, or as we call him this week, Richard Mann plus one after a solid best bet last week. Hello, Richard. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello, Edward Hawkins. What have we got tonight? Yeah, we're going to do a, a deep dive on Heat v Sixers for the team that takes on the Scorchers in the final. Thursday's clash in the SAT20 is Durban and Mumbai Indians Cape Town. The ILT20 latest, we've got that one for you. And then it's Zimbabwe versus West Indies. All the trends, stats, teams, pitches, players to follow. And indeed, and we've also got best bets and a treble klaxon that you'd be mad to miss. So let's go. Why don't we start with an outright? This week, it's the World Cup outright from the Betfair Exchange, the 50-over World Cup, which will be held in India in October, that is. The two favourites have been in action since we were last on the pod waves. India beat New Zealand 3-0. England went 2-0 down versus South Africa. Current Betfair Exchange prices have India the favourites at 3.45, England at 4.6, Australia 5.5, Pakistan 7.4, South Africa 10.5, New Zealand's 11. Over to you. Glamorous Edward Hawkins. Yeah, England had lost five in a row for the first time in that 2-0 defeat against South Africa since 2011, and they have lost seven of their last eight. They may have won since this pod went into production, but worrying times. Worrying times indeed. Thank you, Edward Hawkins. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, surely we lay them at those odds. They're finished, are they not? I wouldn't go that far. I mean, sport is very fickle and, you know, they just hit 342 lost and without a collapse, they could easily have gone that sort of rate in the game previously. They're still a great white ball side, but I do agree that isn't a good price given that we're in India. Um, we're on a very bad run. There are plenty of other good teams in it. And um, also, Although I wouldn't, you know, state my life on this being the case this October, but when I've seen cricket in October in India generally, it's been very slow pitches, spin friendly pitches. So that isn't going to help us. Um, I would just say, I mean, I think the the value definitely lies elsewhere with South Africa, but I'm going to leave the floor for Rich for that one because he's been bigging them up as a white ball side for years and they are brilliant. 
Okay, I was going to say, Richard Mann, is, is this that time of a World Cup year, whether it be T20 or ODI, when we say what great value South Africa are, only for them to look a million dollars, and then, well, well, we know how it ends. Here we go again. I mean, the record in, in ICC events and knockout matches is poor. You can't get away from that. Um, but I think, aside from that, they've got all the greedy ingredients to be World Cup winners. A strong top order. Good three and four in Van der Dussen and Mark who play spin well. Explosive finishes. Klaassen's really impressed me recently. Uh, an all-rounder in Janssen. They've got pace with experience of playing in the IPL with Badenoch here. They've got two spin options as well. They've got it all. And then beneath that, an exciting batch of young batsmen as well. Stubbs, Brevis. Um, they really should be contenders and the conditions wouldn't worry me about them either. Uh, I think... The knockout issue, if you were looking at seven to two, you'd go, uh -uh, I'll probably swerve them. But the double figures, I just think they're the team at the moment that you want on side. Okay, okay. Um, we're warming up. ILT20 continues. Um, yes, it's still a thing, apparently. Um, sponsor, please, for punters to follow uh, Hawkins, Richard Mann, and then Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, Desert Vipers went top of the table. Um, but uh, I've had an absolute disastrous result against Mumbai Emirates. Got absolutely thrashed by 157 runs. Cannot believe it. Surely a team which can turn in that sort of performance can't win the title. They've got two games in Dubai coming up. The last two games uh, from Thursday. If they bat first in those, use the toss pass to get against them. They've got Benny Howell batting at number five, for goodness sake. OK, OK. Uh, Rich Mann, please. Just briefly, I flagged up how well Seamers were doing in the top bowler markets. And I think in the last week, and we have lost a few games to rain, but they've still done pretty well. And actually, the only time a Seamer hasn't won in the last five games was twice at Adam Zampa for Dubai Capital. So, so avoid Adam Zampa, but other than that, stick with the Seamers. They're doing damage up front as well. It's not just at the death. There's been quite a bit of early swing on show. Um, so I'm, I'm still pretty keen on the Seamers. Okay. And Paul Krishnamurti, finally. Well, first of all, just to say that the um, fitness strategy for T20 tournaments has paid off again, where you back the extreme outcomes, right? That silly, silly odds on the hope they'll come off in at least one match and pay for the whole series. I don't know what price 240 was yesterday, but um, I would imagine that's probably, it was probably higher than the total numbers they gave in the tournament. Um, Building on what Rich was saying, um, that is, is spot on. That you've, the seamers do get a bit uh, early in uh, Dubai, particularly. We saw that in the World Cup last year. But I still think that the deaf bowlers are, are the way to go with this. Um, Tom Curran's won a couple, but I, the, the player that I've got an eye on here is for um, Desert is for Sharjah Warriors. Naveen Olhak, 4-1. to one. By the time this goes out, they would have played their game against Desert Vipers. But he's 4-1 to one top bowler for that game. That's a superb He's a great deaf bowler. Yeah, just to say that actually, there was one of the matches that were rained off uh, 17 for, for the team, where Naveen had two for in that match. I suspect he would have won that game as well. That was that was about mm. six days ago. He looks a terrific bowler, so I'll back ball up there. Okay, thank you very much, gents. We're ready to get on with the games. First up, it's the race for the final in the Big Bish. The 
The Big Bish is almost over. Uh, scream it from the rooftops. There are just three teams left. The semi-final is Sixers versus Heat on Thursday, live on Sky Sports, 8.15am UK time. Bet for exchange prices at the current time, 1.64 Sixers, 2.48 Heat. Uh, Edward Hawkins and Richard Mann both recommended the Sixers for glory a few weeks back, you may remember. Um, I'm going to break with tradition and come to Paul Krishnamurti's view first, because he maybe has more clarity. Well, I'm no less invested than the guys here because I need Sixers to win this for the 9-1 to Quinella. Um, however, I'm happy with it. I'm not laying back. I think they are strong favourites. They've got home advantage. They're a brilliant uh, T20 side, loads of pedigree. They're far superior in the group stage. And the critical thing here is the, is the um, players they're both going to lose for, these, um, for this semi-final. Brisbane just aren't the same side without Kawaja, Labuschagne and Renshaw. They're just incomparable, really. Their batting doesn't compare at all. You know, they're a good all-round squad. They may be one class purchase away from being real contenders, but whilst they're losing those three to win national duty, they're never going to win this, I don't think. Um, and yes, Sixers have lost Steve Smith, which in current form is a blow, but their lineup with their batting lineup without that is still a very strong lineup full of pedigree you just bring uh patson in as opener and you know he was starring last year's big bash so um yeah i'm still strong on sydney although look it's one game and they are quite short in the betting okay okay thank you very much um to edward hawkins for a lowdown yeah, six is expected to line up like this without Steve Smith. Felipe, Patterson, Hughes coming in. Enriquez, Silk, Christian, Kerr, Abbott, Dwarshus, O'Keefe and Israel Al-Haq. Two spinners there. Heat, Bryant, Brown, McSweeney, Hain, Whiteley, is he still around? Pearson, Nessa, Basley, Bartlett, Kuhneman, Johnson. This is where we get into the nitty gritty with this game. And is it because... Richard and I have been very keen on Sixers and we're, we're losing our nerve. But Heat would be 2-0 up versus the Sixers in this tournament without Ray in a second game. They won the first game between these two, making 224 in first innings. Really took hold of the Sixers' attack and they did it again before the rain came to rescue the Sixers. Now, crucially, Heat were not having Labuschagne, Renshaw, Kawaja in those games where they got hold of the Sixers' attack. Uh, they've got Nisa, who's player of the tournament with the ball. Felipe and Patterson coming back, uh, having to do all the hard work up front for Sixers. They're striking at 119 and 109, respectively. Uh, pitch report for you, more than 150, twice out of five at the SCG. Are we looking too much into this, uh, Richard Mann? I, I I actually give um, Brisbane a, a punch as Chelsea. I know they're missing three players, but I, I mean, I'm really sweet on Nathan McSweeney coming back in. I, I've got high hopes from in the future. And and Brian is a very, very talented player. They're going to need someone to play the Kawaji role. Absolutely, it's a loss. Um, but I don't think that Labashian leaving is, is that much of a, last, a loss when McSweeney, who's averaging 80 this year, comes back in. Steve Smith has carried the Sixers batting lineup, and I worry about them a bit in that middle order. Enrique's looks short of runs for me, short of confidence. Christian's finished, finished after this tournament. So I think Sixers are the right favourites, and, and they probably should win, but I think he could give them a game. Just another thing I would consider as well, and it's probably in the Sixers' favour, two spinners, home advantage. I wonder if 
with with no Swepson playing for Brisbane Heat with Australia now, whether Sydney will want us turning track here and that could lend itself to be a low scorer. The other thing to consider is Sydney again, and we've had loads of rain in uh, Sydney recently, haven't we? Obviously made a mess of the Thunder Heat match as well, so that's something to bear in mind as well if it's rain-affected. Okay, thank you very much, Richard Mann. Um, Heat's bowling has been vastly improved, Paul Grishnamati. Um, Edward Hawkins has pointed out six batting flaws. Heat have lost three key batters. Any un- unders play on, on runs, surely, here? I mean, there's a lot of logic in that. I absolutely can see that. However, I'm always wary that you're going to get a road in at the end of a tournament. And the runs have gone up quite considerably in this big bash as the season's gone. Maybe that's due to faster outfields at the end of summer. Um, so I'm a little... And I, I mean, contrarily, I'm not going to have this bet, but one thing that just stood out in the specials was both to score 180 being 8-1, to one, which is a big price in T20 cricket generally. You know, we've already said Brisbane did get after this um, Sydney attack once before, once twice before. Um, were they to hit 180 in the first innings, what odds would Sydney Sixers, one of the great chasing sides in, in cricket, T20 cricket, be? You know, 6-4, to 7-4, to you would be on 8-1 to one chance. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Hawkins, what have you got on the tops for us? Uh, Nisa, an absolute steal at 11-4, to four, an incredible form to be top bowler for the Heat. Uh, the Sixers, top order lets an in-play angle in for top Sixers bat. Because Patterson and Philippe have been really struggling, they could uh, get bogged down a bit. So we're looking at Silk, possibly around twice the price. He got 41 off 23 in the previous meeting. And then Brown and McSweeney, 62 off 24 and 84 off 51, respectively, when they got hold of Sixers. They're going to be decent follows. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Players to follow or other angles, please, guys. Richard Manu first and then Paul Krishnamurti. Well, Ed's mentioned him, and as as of I, Nathan McSweeney, I, I'm so excited for him. I think he's just a terrific talent. He should have played more this season, even when the Test players came back. He looks a really, really good player. I think he'll play for Australia in, in the not too distant future. He's four to one for top Brisbane batsman. I think he'll play that play that sort of anchor role. Seventeen to two for top match batsman. I think I'll be having a bit on that. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, please. Well, first of all, if you want to get on Brisbane for this game, this could be the option. 13 to 10 that they score the most sixes. And when you um, look at the players in contention to be in these two lineups um, for this game, exclude all the players who have gone, Brisbane lead 48 36 during this tournament. Um, and another thing, a key thing about Brisbane is that they do bat very deep. Like Bartlett can certainly hit sixes at nine. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that that market, regardless of who wins the game, 13 to 10 is a big price there. Probably won't be that many sixes either. Every chance they're going to be six or seven sixes. So that, that's very random. It's not really a bit of a favourites market. I think that's the way Brisbane get it done if they're to win this match as well. Because I think in Bryant coming back in, he, he's just a really aggressive hitter. We've seen Brown at the top of the order, aggressive hitter. And then we know they've got power down the order. I think if it's a low scorer, I think Sixers will get over the line. But going back to Paul's 180, I think that the only way Brisbane, Brisbane can win is if they go hard and make a big score. Um, so I, I was nodding my head when Paul said about both teams to score. Uh, just uh, just to get back on the tops as well, um, 
Sean Abbott, 5-2, is always rock solid, I think, for top six as bowler. Agree with Edry, Jordan, Silk. And I think, I'm pretty sure, if you backed um, Michael Nessa at 40-1 to be top bat, and probably Ross Whiteley at 11-2, I reckon that would turn a profit in the long term. Okay. Thank you very much, gents. The bash is done. We're back on the South Africa T20. It starts again with the Durban Super Giants versus Mumbai Indians Cape Town. I still cannot get my head around that name. 3.30pm uh, UK time from Durban, live on Sky Sports. Edward Hawkins, you have a lowdown, please. Yeah, Durban have lost Holder and Mayers to West Indies. There's no Johnson Charles. He's turned up in the Bangladesh Premier League. Absolutely bizarrely. They line up like this. Britska, De Kock, Mulder, Klaassen, Dee Pretorius, Dwayne Pretorius coming in. Christian Yonker coming in, Kimo Paul, Harmer, Viljo and Maharaj Topley. Where are the batters? As we've been saying all the time with Durban. MICT, Brevis, Rickleson, Rassi, Rolofson, Tim David has signed for them. Sam Curran, Lind, Rashid, Potgeiter, Rabada, Archer or Henry Brooks, who's also signed for them. Uh, Mumbai Indians, three wins from seven. DSG, two wins from seven. Durban beat Mumbai earlier in the season. Mumbai cannot seem to pick a balanced squad to ha- despite having all the players. Your pitch report, 51% win rate for the chaser. 151 average first innings score over 31 games, but 200 plus and 190 so far this tournament. And Durban 80 all out last time out. 161 is the pass score that wins it. Okay, I'll come to the game in a second, chaps. But uh, Mumbai Indians, Cape Town, a massive letdown. Uh, short odds favourites to win it. Bet for exchange odds now out to 6.3. Um, I'll take this time to to back. Is this the time to back them, um, given this is a straight top four through to the semis job, Paul Krishnamurti? Yes, I, I think it is. Um, they're about to play the team that bowled, tailed off last, who have, got, have just lost three cr- critically important batters. Um, so every chance they're going to make ground on the top four. If they're in the top four, what price is this team? Nine to four? You know, they've got a great squad. They're a team that punters will like if they're in contention. Okay. Richard Mann, who wins the title? I I still think Pretoria Capitals are the team to beat, but I think from a better point of view, Paul speaks a lot of sense about um, Cape Town. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, who wins this game? Paul Krishnamurti. Well, I mean, I think four to five about um, Bindings Cape Town is huge. Given, oh, okay, I know it's a bit random this tournament, but Durban have been terrible, and I don't, don't really don't see how they do anything in this tournament having lost those three batsmen. Okay, uh, Richard Mann. Yeah, and with Cape Town, a couple of big pointers actually. I thought Sam Curran's found a little bit of form in the England series. He's been disappointing in this comp so far. And so has Rassi. He's been disappointing in this comp, but done really well in the RDI series. I think they could come back and have a starring role in the second half. Okay. Um, Hawkins, the tops, please. Let's mention Rassi, didn't he? Uh, Pretorius, uh, potential pinch hitter. Uh, now Durban have just not, haven't got any batters. Could bat anywhere uh, for Mumbai the only constant really is Brevis at the top of all, the order uh, they cannot work out who to bat four five six etc uh, potentially the break has helped he may well be able to kick on from here so Brevis to show his class in the second half please okay okay um, other best uh, bets please guys uh, players to follow uh, angles um, Richard Mann then Paul Krishnamurti 
Yeah, so so keep an eye on England's third ODI with South Africa. I think if Archer plays in that and he was rested for the second one, he might not play here. I think between the Mumbai Indians franchise and England, they're going to have to manage Archer, and I think they're trying to work together on that. And that would open the door for Sam Curran at 7-2 for top Cape Town bowler. Um, He looks like he's back to a bit of form. And then just Heinrich Klaassen... the top Durban batsman, he, he really caught my eye in this ODI series, looks in serious nick. Um, last three innings, 65 in this, and then 30 and 27 v England at the time of recording, 9-2 to two in a weak lineup. That'll do for me. Okay, Richard. Uh, sorry, Paul Krishnamurti, please. Yeah, well, um, that Durban, uh, Steve Jonathan market is very interesting, top bat. I mean, De Kock and Classen obviously represent the class, and I think they are indeed both pretty solid, 11-4, 9-2. You probably get an enhanced price in the 11-4 as well on De Kock. But equally, what are they going to do with their lineup? And there's so many, you know, all-rounders or kind of all-rounders in the side that we could see some experiment here. So Ed's already mentioned Pretorius, and he's into 11s, but that could be a big price for if he's really promoted. But also, Chemo Paul, 35-1. to 1. He opened sometimes in this CPL. Um, I think Simon Harmer or Kehav Maharaj, both interesting 50, 50s and 66s. I mean, this is a terrible team that are struggling. They've really been bowled out less than 100, and they've lost three batsmen. So, again, on the same principle, maybe this is a go-unders on Durban runs, especially if it's a bit overcast there. Okay, thank you very much. It is now treble klaxon time. Treble Claxon time. That's a weird intonation. And this week it is Edward Hawkins. Yeah, thanks very much. I've got bets at 7 to 2, 11 to 4, and 11 to 4 for you for your treble, which will return £632, sorry, uh, with a £10 level stake. Uh, Richard Mann's already mentioned one of them, Sam Curran, top bowler in that uh, MI Cape Town game, 7 to 2. Then we're going Craig Brathwaite, 11 to 4, top West Indies bat. Against Zimbabwe, we're going to be previewing that game at any second now, and also finishing it off for also at eleven to four in that uh, that treble is who is it? <laughs> I've got who it was for a second. It's Michael Nisa at eleven to four, top Brisbane Heat bowler. There you go. Marvellous, Hawkins. Thank you very much. That sounds like a winner. Best bet still to come. Now it's the Test match preview with Zimbabwe taking on the West Indies. Zimbabwe versus West Indies play the first test of two from Saturday in Bulawayo. Bet for exchange prices have Zimbabwe at 9.5, West Indies at 1.95 and the draw at 2.36. Over to Edward Hawkins. Absolute nightmare trying to find this Zimbabwe team and we, we're going to name a 12 for you. But there's no Sikandar Raza, Sean Williams, Blessing Mazurabani or Regis Chekabava. They've had a warm-up squad playing against the West Indies, which was outclassed if you can be, in a draw. Uh, West Indies has decided to use the game for batting practice instead of winning. That included five players with test caps. Trepano, Mumba, Maruma, Madavir and Milton Shumba. So, how do we think we they're going to line up? Well, we're not entirely sure, mm. but uh, Gary Balance is going to be uh, in this 12, which we're going to name. So, Shumba, Caetano potentially opening the batting. Then we've got Balance. Myers, Ramura Kai, Ryan Burl and Tirupano. That's Donald Tirupano again, uh, the two all-rounders in there. And then Tissigar, the keeper, Nayakuchi, Jongwe and Nagrava. So one of those guys is going to miss out. Uh, as I said, they've not named their squad. West Indies, Brathwaite, Chanderpaul, Bonner, Blackwood, Mayers, Holder, 
fresh from the T20 franchise leagues. Da Silva, Joseph fresh from the SA T20, Roach, Moti, Seals. You pitched the Queen's Sports Club in Bulaway on no tests since 2017, which is completely and absolutely unhelpful. Uh, those games were both Zimbabwe versus West Indies, by the way. They were decent for run getting in that series, but it's a long time ago, six years ago. Uh, West Indies 500 plus in that warm up, a potential pointer. Okay, thank you very much, Edward Hawkins. Um, big depth, big market depth at that 1.95, um, Richard Mann. Surely some mistake there. Yeah, you would think it'd be quite a bit shorter. I couldn't come off, off time. I, look, we, we've been really positive about Zimbabwe over the last six months, but most of that's been on the back of T20 cricket and 50 over cricket. This is a big difference because they just don't have the players of Sikander as is. The Sean Williams is that have done so well for them in that format. They're going to be way outclassed here. That said, do you want to be betting West Indies at, at odds on? I think I'd rather leave it alone myself. Okay. Paul Krishnamurti, is this a mortgage job on the West Indies? There's a sentence you don't hear often, especially on this show. Um, no, they're not, but I do think they'll win. Um, I think it's all about the weather. The reason why there is money is because there is patchy rain forecast for every day of this. But actually, when you look at it, it doesn't look that bad. They're going to be on and off. There's going to be a lot of humidity. I expect that actually the forecast makes the result much, much likelier. Um, I just don't think Zimbabwe really can compete without those four key players that it mentioned. That's a very weak lineup. And actually, when you look at the Wendy's lineup, it's not it's not too bad. And their seam bowlers should really enjoy the humidity. Um, I think as a pre-match bet, though, I would advise doing backing music, doing the old back both so back a result on both of both teams at double the odds in running. So with the West Indies, you'd go in at about you place an order at about three point naught. And with Zimbabwe, you'd start at about uh, 12.513. Okay. And what might we get for West Indies 400, 450 on, on innings runs, Paul? I'll take a guess at 2.8 for 400, 4.5 for 450. Personally, I am sceptical about runs because it looks like it's going to be very humid and on and off overcast conditions. I think the bet is to back Zimbabwe under 250 and under 200 and, and those lines. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Edward Hawkins, you've got something on the tops, I believe. Yeah. Brathwaite uh, from 11 to 4, please. Top West Indies run score. Insane record on this market. Uh, Blackwood for a 50 is always very reliable as well in the first innings. Uh, had Trepano or Burl at chunky odds. Uh, that's when I forgot that Gary Balance was playing. And thanks to Richard Mann for reminding him, we're thinking uh, Balance is going to be around about three to one for top Zimbabwe run scorer. And he doesn't really have much to beat here, I'm afraid. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything to add here, guys, on player markets? West Indies taking precedence, presumably, because it's guesswork with the Zims. Um, Richard Mann and then Paul Krishnamurti, please. Yeah, just Gary Balance for me. I just think he's a class apart for Zimbabwe. The layoff doesn't bother me. Um, showed some good form against Ireland in the white ball stuff. Um, and he he's just a class act. I think the only time he got found out in Test cricket for England was when he got at that elevated level against Australia and South Africa. Brilliant pace attacks, but he's not facing that here. Um, I think he'll I think he'll be the standout for Zimbabwe. Okay, play us out, please, Paul Krishnamurti. Well, again, I'm just interested in this top Zimbabwe bat. Um, looking forward to seeing the prices come out because I think 
there's a lot of confusion, obviously. Um, I don't know what they'll make, Bill. If they make balance three to one, that is a perfectly fair bet, I agree, because he's a client looks a class apart. But also, I think we should be looking at big prices here because it won't, it may not take a lot of winning. It's very possible they're going to be all out here for 150, 175. Uh, and when you go through that lineup that is listed, the tail enders can bat. Victor Nayachi can bat. Richard Negrevara can bat. Luke Yonga can definitely bat. I mean, uh, he'll probably be down at like 25s or something, but that would be interesting. And I agree with what he said that Ryan Burl is an interesting one to watch in the middle order. I mean, it's every chance that the middle order save this a little bit, that they can't some Zimbabwe end up something like 30 for four off the new ball and they still end up getting to 175. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Right. After the bet, after the break, it's the best bets. Best bets time. And as always, we have some scores with some doors and we have Edward Hawkins. Yes. Uh, Paul and Richard have got five units to spend this week. Richard is plus one. Paul Krishnamurti is minus 9.5. As ever, I can't remember whose turn it is to go first. So off you go, please. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, okay, I'll start off with two points on Zimbabwe to score under 225 first innings runs. Right, I'll kick off in the big bash then. I'm going to have a point on Nathan McSweeney, top Brisbane Heat, bat at 4-1 and half a point Nathan McSweeney, top match bat at 17-2. to two. And I'm going to have a one-point treble on West Indies to beat Zimbabwe, Mumbai against Cape Town to beat Durban, and Brisbane Heat to score the most sixes, plays around 7-1. to one. And in the SAT 20, I'm going to have a point on Heinrich Plass and top Durban bat at 9-2. to two. And for my final two units, I'll have a two-point double on the West Indies to win and Mumbai Indians Cape Town to beat Durban. Uh, sticking with that SAT 20 game, uh, Sam Curran top Mumbai Indians bowler at 7-2. That leaves me with one and a half units for Gary Balance, top Zimbabwe first innings batsman versus the West Indies. Thank you very much. Those are your best bets for Cricket Only Better episode 178. Don't go away just yet. Time to tell you that next week's show will be a Pakistan Super League special. And don't forget to check out betting.betfair. We've got all the action covered on site. Best bets to be found there as well. We'll see you next time.